This is Saving Grace, Living in the Light of God's Love, a broadcast ministry of Grace Center for Spiritual Development and Grace School of Theology, a seminary to the world, committed to the truth of Scripture and life application through the lens of grace. And now, our program. Hello, I'm Carmen Pate. I'm your host for today's program. You know, according to career experts, Zipia, there were just over 5,000 professional athletes in the United States in 2022. And according to Statista, 26% of Americans are avid fans, translating to millions of people who love sports and their players. But do those fans ever give thought to the spiritual needs of the athletes? Do we assume that because they may earn millions of dollars each year, that all of their needs are met? Well, our guest today will help us to understand the unique needs of athletes that are often overlooked, and will share how those needs might best be met. Well, our guest is Randy Youngling, who came to know Jesus while attending Rice University on a basketball scholarship. After graduating from Rice, Randy responded to God's calling to ministry and earned his Master's in Theology from Dallas Theological Seminary. Randy has served as pastor for over 30 years in many places and on staff with Young Life uh, for a number of years as well as area director in Austin and in Houston. Randy has coached high school basketball in Colorado and while there also taught classes on life skills and emotional health courses. He has been a certified trainer for Positive Coaching Alliance for over 12 years, helping young athletes and also helping parents and coaches as well. And now our Grace Center for Spiritual for Development is blessed to have Randy as director of our Sports Ministry Institute. So welcome, Randy, to Saving Grace. Well, thank you so much. It's great to be here and be a part of this, Carmen. Thank you. Well, we are excited to have you and we'll look forward in the months and years ahead as you work with us here at Grace. Great. Well, as I mentioned in the opening, most fans have probably not given much thought to the spiritual needs of athletes. Help us to understand some of those unique needs. You know, the needs are uh, massive. Uh, I don't know especially how unique they might be because I think they are, however, exacerbated Mm -hmm. uh, because of the situation athletes find themselves in. Uh, You mentioned some statistics about professional athletes, and I would add to that that if, if you added together all of the Uh, youth athletes, high school athletes, college athletes, their parents, their coaches, wow. <laughs> and all of the people that surround them in all the different mm-hmm. areas of the sports world, you're talking about well over 100 million people wow. uh, in the United States alone. And so their their need, the need that we have, I believe, in our Sports Ministry Institute is, is tremendous. And often these athletes, starting at a very young age, mm-hmm. struggle with many of the same things we struggle with, but on a different level. Yeah. For instance, um, one of the things that so many uh, athletes really kind of find their meaning and significance and identity in is their performance. Sure. sure. And so um, trying to work with athletes Mm -hmm. and those who work with athletes 
to help them recognize that whether they throw a no-hitter or whether they get knocked out in the first inning or whether they dribble the ball off of their foot to lose a game or serve a a volleyball into a net to lose a match uh, or win the point, their identity is not wrapped up in that. Uh, So working with athletes to help them recognize that they have a higher worth, a higher value uh, as people who are created in the image of God and who've been designed to reconnect with God through the work of Christ uh, and his saving work for us uh, is a is a huge need I think another need that that athletes struggle with uh, especially as they ascend through the ranks of Mm -hmm. youth sports high school sports college sports professional sports is the the need for people to be around them who they can trust. Oh, of course. Uh, who are not um, in it for, for themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes these young athletes, particularly in our world today with social media, already have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of followers mm-hmm. on Instagram and TikTok and, and other places that um, that they are, are are wrapped up very much in that world and are already being tempted by the things of the world. Of course they are. That yes. redirect yes. their energies uh, towards those very things. So. My goodness. And I just think how important it is for even from a, from a, a child's yes. age in yes. sports to to begin to grow in wisdom and discernment and to be able to make wise choices to be able to guard their heart right precisely yeah Yeah. and and one of the things that we do through the positive coaching alliance is we train coaches and parents how to create a culture of youth sports Mm -hmm. talking about pre-k through high school in which athletes can grow not only as athletes but also as as people who are healthy and in, in and w- the way we would describe it, who are who are spiritually alive mm. in Christ. Mm. So that's one of the yeah. roughest things that athletes have to deal with is uh, the the input and the effect of adults around them in their lives. Yes, yes. Oh, that's so critical. Uh, you know, recently Americans joined in prayer for Demar Hamlin, mm-hmm. NFL safety for the Buffalo Bills. They uh, he suffered a cardiac arrest in a, a game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm. But, you know, it was so heartwarming to see players mm. from both teams joining on the, the, the field to pray for him. And, you know, we praise the Lord that God heard those prayers because he really has had a miraculous recovery. He really has. Uh, just a beautiful thing. But it, it really caused me to stop and realize, Randy, how there are believers who are in sports? Absolutely. Who are don't mind expressing their faith, and they understand not just in a time of crisis, mm-hmm. but they know the importance of reaching out to the Lord. Mm-hmm. But it also showed to me that there is such an opportunity for sports in ministry. Yes. Uh, I'd love to just know what you've learned mm-hmm. over the years uh, of of just that gap, perhaps that has been overlooked by by so many. Sure. Um, and that obviously that has become a galvanizing moment for yes. for our country in general. Yes. Uh, not just the sports world, but our whole country has rallied around that young man in in a very special way, and uh, I think raised again the awareness 
awareness of the spiritual needs of people mm-hmm. and the uh, the way that uh, a spiritual need like that for him, which was obviously also a, a physical need, of course. Um, can can bring people together. Um, mostly through my my coaching and my ministry with Young Life, mm-hmm. dealing with young people and a lot of young athletes. Uh, you know, we uh, as as leaders we tend to draw to ourselves people who are uh, who find an affinity with us. And so, yeah. being an old jock myself, uh, <laughs> I always have had a, an affinity for and and with young athletes. So, mm-hmm. the the key thing there, I think, Carmen is recognizing that the um, the work that we do ministry wise with whether it's with an athlete or with anyone mm-hmm. is so wrapped up in the the building of a relationship yeah. uh, the building of trust um, as I said a moment ago creating a, an environment with uh, with other athletes mm-hmm. who are um, uh, who feel like they're safe with you yes. and that yes. they can trust you and that you can identify with some of the things that that they're going through so the most effective ministries that I think I've had with athletes have been in that context where I've had the opportunity to um, to build those relationships. Yes. A number of years ago, uh, we I was leading a Young Life Club here in the in the uh, Houston area, and uh, one of the things I was praying for was that the whole varsity basketball team would come to our summer camp with us that oh, yeah. summer. Right, right. Well, as it turned out, God answered that prayer mm-hmm. and and brought every one of their the seniors, the guys who were going to be seniors, yeah. to that camp with Young Life, and I believe all of them came to Christ and I'm still in contact with several of those guys and that was 30 40 years ago oh my goodness yeah but it's it's all based on building those relationships with them helping them see that you aren't um, you're not trying to get something from them or you're not trying to get close to them based on their their fame or or their position or whatever they're just people they are they are just people and you know as my dad always would remind me when we were going to be playing a a tough team that uh, you know they put their uh, shorts on one leg at a time, just like you do. <laughs> yeah. And and they are people, and they do have needs. And mm-hmm. it's building those relationships of yes. trust yes. that I think is where the real fruit spiritually mm-hmm. can come from. No doubt about it. And I think there's such value in a person like yourself who who has been a sports jockey mm-hmm. and uh, to they know that you can relate. Yeah. They know yeah. that they can share problems and issues and you've been there. You've exactly. done that and and, right. and yet you've got that spiritual connection sure. uh, the just in, in being able to reflect how the Lord would deal with those situations. It's a yes. beautiful thing. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, and also to provide that opportunity for others to minister like you. Absolutely. Right? Training, training ministry. Right. Uh, ministry 
ministers right. in that. Well, yeah. and that's that's really yeah. what our sports ministry uh, institute is, yeah. is about, is about training and equipping women and men who want to have an, a spiritual kingdom impact in the lives of athletes and all of the other people in that athlete's world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there are so many opportunities for that. And we're excited about training these people and releasing them into uh, the world of sports everywhere. And I would think they would be welcome, no doubt about that. Yeah. 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 Now, you talked about uh, the fact that athletes need a support base. Yes. What would that look like? Yeah. I think it would look like people who are around them, who are with them, as we've already said, who are trustworthy, who they know are are safe, Mm -hmm. who they know they can talk to in a confidential way Mm -hmm. without the fear of them uh, releasing information in a in a indiscriminate kind of way and in ways that could harm them, mm-hmm. uh, whether that's a, a a child in in youth sports or a professional athlete, it doesn't matter. There, those needs are still the same. So, I think one of the classes that we're doing in our curriculum is on counseling and listening skills. Oh, good. And good. so, helping uh, those who will be ministering in this arena mm-hmm. to know how to listen, to know sure. what to listen for, uh, to not necessarily be fixers, but mm-hmm. to be empathizers. Uh, as you mentioned, being able to identify with the, the struggles that they're going through of course, in a way that can hopefully open the door for the good news of Jesus Christ. Oh, yes. And, and moving them, you know, from that, as we'll talk about here in a moment, I think, uh, towards uh, an intimate relationship with God. God. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. That's that's the goal. Yes. <laughs> well, I've read that your passion is life transforming. Uh, ministry where mm. you make disciples of Jesus who will in turn make disciples. Yes. And as I read that, I'm like, well, that aligns perfectly with the seminary's mission here, sure. uh, with the Grace Center for Spiritual Development as well. Yeah. So as director of the um, Sports Ministry Institute, yeah. what is your mission yeah. as it relates to the athletes? Yeah. Well, it's, it's really just that. You know, the mission is equipping people who can go and not only be disciples themselves, but make disciples in the world of sports. One of the interesting things I've found is that uh, working in a number of churches over the years and having known a lot of people in in ministry, almost everyone can agree Mm -hmm. when asked, what is the mission of the church? Well, Mm -hmm. the mission of the church, regardless of what you might have on your letterhead or on the wall in the foyer of your church building, uh, the mission was given by Jesus. You know, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. And so that to me is is the mission that we have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where the rub comes is you might ask that same group of people, what's the mission of the church? Well, it's to make disciples. The next question being, well, how would you define a disciple? Right. And that's where the rub comes because oftentimes people have such a, a broad um, mm-hmm. and, and various way of trying to describe and define a disciple. And this is where we want to go back to mm-hmm. Jesus' own words mm-hmm. and to Matthew 4.19 where he says, come, 
follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Mm. And so what what I've come to understand around that definition mm-hmm. is you've got a, a head aspect of it in that you are being offered a choice. Yeah. Come, come and follow me. There's a choice that we make, and we make it initially into salvation, but we also make it every single day Don't as we? we're making choices throughout the day. Am I going to follow Jesus in this, mm-hmm. or I'm going to follow my old self or my God. sin, sinful nature or what have you? And... Um, and it has that head aspect, that choice. Mm-hmm. When you follow someone, you put yourself subservient to yes. the one you're following. Yes. Jesus also says, I'm going to make you something. Mm-hmm. And that's the heart part. And that's where Jesus is saying, you have come to me and I'm going to do something in you to, using the words that you used earlier, to transform you from the inside out. Yes, yes. And that's going to be an ongoing process. And it's going to be a process that's going to last for the rest of your time here. And as you know, Philippians 1, 6 says, he's going to carry through on that promise to transform right. us until the day of Christ Jesus. Yes. Until we die or until Jesus takes us home with him in eternity um, through the rapture or, or whatever way you want to describe that. So there's that heart aspect of it. And then he's going to make us fishers of men, which is the hands part. That's the part oh, of, yes. of actual action of taking up the mission of Jesus, mm-hmm. which is to make disciples. Yes. And so that's, that's my passion. That is our goal, mm-hmm. is to equip people to be disciples who can make disciples who can make disciples. It's multiplication uh, it's, of that, it's, It is. And <laughs> yeah. sadly, uh, yeah. that last piece of it, the reproduction, the mm-hmm. multiplication piece, is the piece that often gets left out. Oh, I think uh, so. And, and we, we, we have erred on the side of focusing disciple-making and discipleship on information mm-hmm. rather than transformation. Yes, yes. And so one of the things that we want to do is make sure that those that we equip mm-hmm. understand that, are very conscious and aware of the transformation process they're going through, yeah. and therefore can call and invite others into that as well. Well, it's a beautiful explanation of discipleship because I think oftentimes, kind of what you said at the beginning, mm. people assume that we're just talking about getting someone saved, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, obviously, yes. Absolutely. We want yes. them to come to faith in Jesus Christ, of, of course. course. Faith yeah. alone in Christ alone. Yes. But it is a lifetime process yeah. of choosing to follow Him, mm-hmm. and, and and it is for that purpose of bringing others to know Him. And yeah. so uh, it's a that's a beautiful um, uh, description of yeah. Yeah. of what you're hoping to do and one actually that applies to all of our lives. It really it? does. Yes. 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 It really does. Uh, the curriculum, the curriculum, excuse me, that you will be using talks about four skills mm-hmm. of disciple making. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you will walk through those, help us uh, to understand really how they'll be applying to all of our lives. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, the, the first skill is is helping um, people recalibrate their thinking, recalibrate their brain. You know, to um, to calibrate something is to set something to a standard. Mm-hmm. And so 
realizing that all of us have been calibrated to some standard. And as uh, as believers in, in Jesus Christ, our standard is, of course, the standard of the kingdom of God. Yeah. It's the standard of the fruit of the Spirit. It's mm-hmm. the, it's the, uh, uh, the standard of loving God and loving others as you'd mm-hmm. love yourself. Mm-hmm. And so helping people reca- recalibrate their mm-hmm. brain, mm-hmm. their thinking, their way of life into a um, a, a biblical worldview yes. is the best way to say it. You know, Paul says it this way. He says, uh, do not be conformed any longer to the mm-hmm. pattern of this world, mm-hmm. but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so yeah. I could spend uh, the rest of the afternoon exegeting <laughs> that one phrase, that one passage, yes. but that's kind of the essence of it, is, yes. is yes. recalibrating, helping them rethink mm-hmm. uh, how they think, how they see God, how they see salvation, how they see themselves. Yes, and, and helping them to understand this is not our home. We're preparing for another kingdom that is not of this earth. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, yes, yeah. beautiful. So a second skill uh-huh. really is helping to instill truth in the life of a young mm-hmm. disciple. We just talked about the fact that discipleship uh, isn't just about information, mm-hmm. but it is about information. Sure, it's just sure. not only about information. And I think in this category, we want to uh, realize that, as uh, one of my mm-hmm. professors in seminary used to say, you know, more more is caught than taught. Mm-hmm. And so modeling for mm-hmm. people. Um, he also said that our slogan should be, as followers of Christ, model the Savior. Mm-hmm. And so we recognize, as Paul did, that people are going to look at us and imitate us. Yes. Paul, in fact, in 1 Corinthians 11, 1, makes that invitation, imitate me yeah. as I imitate Jesus. Mm-hmm. What you see of Jesus in me, that's what I hope you'll imitate. Yeah. So teaching that, modeling that, helping that truth to really get instilled in them, and helping them recognize uh, teachable moments, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which in sports is a constant series of them if we are aware of them and take advantage of them. Oh, yes, yes. And I think even that process that you're talking about also teaches discernment. Oh, yes. Uh, because the the world is just con- bombarding them with lies and lures from the enemy uh, to go this way, not that way. Absolutely. Uh, questioning yes. what they've always believed yes. uh, about truth of God's Word, etc. So I think that process certainly brings up that whole concept of discernment and how you have to have it in the world that we live in today. Absolutely. And and that's really important for these uh, young athletes or older athletes who, (laughs) as you said earlier, are are tempted by all of the lures uh, of, uh, of life that they encounter. Mm-hmm. And that really brings us to a third skill, mm-hmm. which is to intentionally move, um, helping move another person towards maturity oh, in Christ. Yes. And I think there the, the word that's important is intentional, mm-hmm. uh, that we recognize, as you mentioned a minute ago, mm-hmm. um, that coming to faith in Christ is not the finish line, Mm-mm. it's the starting line. Yeah. I think we've gotten that confused a lot of times, thinking that, okay, a guy, you know, just came to faith in Christ, now now we're done. Well, no, now we're just starting, right? We're just starting. And so, you know, Paul had as his goal to see every 
believer mature in mm-hmm. Christ mm-hmm. in Colossians 1. Isn't that beautiful? Yes, every believer, not some, not just yeah. the you know the spiritual yeah. uh, elite or the you know the the ones who are out there, the pastors and the teachers and right. the missionaries, but everyone he wanted mm-hmm. to see grow. And he said he agonizes mm-hmm. over that one mm-hmm. goal. And so that's our goal too, is to help train people to train others how they can mature and move towards greater Christ-likeness. And if we're honest, we know that's an investment in their lives. Absolutely. And and so our flesh doesn't want to do that because it takes time, it takes effort, it takes... But whoa, how rewarding it is if you invest in someone else's life. It's a blessing to you. Absolutely. Right? Oh, well, and that's the thing that we we yeah. often forget is yeah. that as as we are leading, as we are discipling, mm. um, we are the richer for oh, it. Oh my goodness, yes. You know, no we we we're, we're the ones who are going to really be growing as well. Yes, yes. And then one final skill, you know, mm-hmm. to live a life that draws people to uh, to follow them mm. and to follow Jesus and. To me, uh, that life can really be summed up with the word humility. Yeah. That we want to help people recognize the virtue of humility that was just demonstrated mm. by Jesus on every page of the Gospels. Oh, yes. and, and that being a servant to others, not a taker from yeah. others. Yeah. And how do you do that? And we, we have some thoughts about how we are going to do that, and that will really dif- differentiate us from, uh, from others in the world. I love that. Dwight Edwards, I'm sure you know him as well, teaches here, and he talks about the surprise factor. Mm -hmm. We want people to be surprised Mm -hmm. that we are Christ followers because we are loving them so well and doing these things for them. And it's a challenge for all of us. It is. It It really really is. is. It really is. Well, uh, a closing comment. There, obviously, an athlete will not be an athlete forever. There'll come a time when he'll retire like everyone else does in Mm -hmm. in their work. but it's going to be a real life change for an athlete, I think. Yes, yes. And and so I think oftentimes they may go, well, what do I do now? Right. How, how do you see this mm. sports ministry perhaps providing that answer? Yeah. Well, what we would hope would happen is that many who would come to faith in Christ yes. would recognize that whether their career is over, whether that happens in elementary school or middle school or high school or college or the professional ranks, yes. that they still have uh, some some kind of platform mm. from which they can speak about their what they have gained from their relationship with the Lord yes. and that they would learn how to utilize that platform uh, again we hope to also have uh, a number of conferences that we can Great. draw people into Good. that Good. will allow them to uh, network with other folks who are athletes to gain ideas, to build relationships. We also hope to develop a network uh, of, of followers of, of Christ and trainers of trainers. Of course. And, uh, and through that, we think that we'll be able to offer to athletes opportunities that will go far beyond just their earthly fame and fortune. Oh, I, I believe it's going to be a fabulous ministry. Right. And I look 
look forward to seeing it uh, get off the ground. And, and thank you. Thank Great. you so much for getting us, telling us a little bit about We'll have you yeah. back. I'd go love into to detail. come back. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. And so we uh, thank you for being with us. And we want to thank our listeners for joining us today as well. We've provided more information about Grace Center for Spiritual Development uh, and the newest institutes that are being launched and how you can get involved. Be sure to visit our program page at gsot.edu. That's gsot.edu. Or you can download our Grace app. While there, check out the opportunities offered here at Grace for seminary degrees, for additional Bible studies, to deepen your knowledge and your love for the Lord. Hmm. Please tell others about Saving Grace. And remember, the love of Christ can never be earned and can never be lost. You've been listening to Saving Grace. For more information about Grace Center for Spiritual Development or this program, visit our website at gsot.edu center or download the Grace app through your smartphone. Views expressed on this program may not always be the views of Grace School of Theology or its leadership.